Hello and welcome to Theoretically Theatrical. In this series, we peek behind the curtain and explore the world of performance. Today, we're taking a look at mummering. Mummering is a festive folk practice that includes dressing up, rowdy songs, and good-naturedly bothering your neighbours around Christmas. What has this got to do with theatre? I hear you ask. Well, grab your hobby horse and let's get into the performative elements of this tradition. Right off the bat, I have to make a distinction between social mummering and mummers' plays. While there are similarities and one probably inspired the other, there are important differences. Social mummering has a lot of crossover with wassailing and later caroling. Mummers were a group of people, usually friends and neighbours, who dressed up in strange costumes and visited houses in their local area during the 12 days of Christmas. The group would usually be masked. Costumes were often brightly coloured and made from whatever the mummers had to hand, including bedsheets, relatives' clothes, curtains, paper bags and wigs made of rope or fur. It was very common for people to dress as a different gender or to try and be as androgynous as possible. These disguises were meant to hide the performer's identity as completely as possible. Once they were transformed, the unusual band would make the rounds of the village – If they were invited into a house, then they would perform for the family in a loud and rowdy way. Mummers would dance, play instrumental music, participate in singing competitions, recite poetry or prose, and play games like dice. Many of these were undeniably forms of performance, with the goal being to entertain themselves and their hosts. The main game of the evening consisted of the hosts trying to guess who was in each disguise – To help them guess, the hosts were allowed to pat the mummers down or ask questions. The guests have to try and make it as tricky as possible by performing funny walks, doing silly voices and bulking themselves out with pillows. Sometimes they would use mechanical means to alter their voices, like hiding a tin can under a mask to make a bizarre echo or holding marbles in their mouths. When they were all unmasked, they could eat, drink and socialise before moving on to the next home to do it all over again. Mummering is a very old tradition and seems to have begun in England and Ireland, but like many folk customs, it's hard to tell exactly when. The earliest recorded use of the word mummer was in 1296 as part of the wedding celebrations for the king's daughter. We also know that people from across social classes took part. Theoretically, this worked as a release of tensions that built between the ruling and the working classes during the year. Later, the tradition spread to Canada through British colonisers. When setting off on their long and dangerous trip, they thought it was vitally important to bring Morris dancing and mummers, which shows you exactly where their priorities were. Social mummering was also known as guising. This word is still used in Scotland to describe the Halloween practice of visiting neighbours dressed as monsters and performing songs and jokes in exchange for sweets. I find these similarities really interesting as it indicates that amateur performance for friends and neighbours seems to be a key feature of many seasonal traditions and that there has been a lot of crossover between these traditions. Maybe they all came from the same place. Who knows? We now turn our attention to Mama's Plays. Like social guising, these were usually amateur performances to celebrate seasonal holidays. They had a lot more structure to them, with actors having to learn lines and choreography. They're something of an ancestor to the modern Christmas pantomime. 
most of the main players are well-known stock characters and could be swapped out for local legends and stories. There would usually be an announcer character that coordinated the proceedings, calling characters on and off stage and explaining the action to the audience. The other characters gave rhyming speeches that introduced themselves. There was always a combat element resulting in one of the characters dying, although the loser is fixed up or revived from death by the Doctor character. Just a little bit of Christmas necromancy. Depending on local tradition, some of the plays were more action-packed with combat, dancing and singing, while others were more of a parade. Some of the standard characters include a local folk hero such as St George, Robin Hood or Galoshin, the opponent called the Slasher, a doctor with magical potions, Father Christmas, a jester and a devil who usually collects donations from the audience. As an example of the more action-packed style, here is a speech from the Islip Mummers play in 1780, where Dr Quack revives a character. I am a doctor, a doctor good, whose hand was never stained with blood. I can cure the itch, the pox, the palsy and the gout, pains within and pains without, if the devil in... I can fetch him out. I have plaster and potions, poisons and pills, some to cure and some to kill. I have travelled through England, Ireland, France and Spain, been to Europe and back again. Hocus pocus a la campaign. Take one of my pills, dead man. Rise and fight again. Now here is a section from The Old Horse from West Riding. It falls more into the parade category. The main prop is a hobby horse with a mechanical mouth moved by strings. Its humour is very dark to the point of being morbid. Don't worry, the horse lives. We've got a poor old horse and he's standing at your door. And if you'll only let him in, he'll please you all, I'm sure. Poor old horse. Poor old horse. He once was a young horse, and in his youthful prime my master used to ride on him and thought him very fine. But now that he's grown old and nature doth decay, my master frowns upon him, and these words I've heard him say, Poor old horse, poor old horse. His feeding it was once of the best of corn and hay that grew down in yon fields or in the meadows gay, but now that he's grown old and scarcely can he crawl, he's forced to eat the coarsest grass that grows against the wall. Poor old horse, poor old horse. He's old and he's cold and he's both dull and slow. He's eaten all my hay and he's spoiled all my straw. Nor either is he fit to ride or draw with any team, so take him and whip him. He's now my master's. Poor old horse, poor old horse. To the huntsman he shall go, both his old hide and foe. Likewise his tender carcass the hounds will not refuse. His body that so swiftly has travelled many miles, over hedges, over ditches, over five-barred gates and stiles. Poor old horse, poor old horse. The horse then appears to fall down dead. He's revived after a bit of comedy with a blacksmith. 
these more organised plays were still very much a community event, with local people throwing themselves into the celebrations. It was also an opportunity for those that had a hard year to receive money for entertaining the crowd. Unfortunately, like many traditions, mummering has had its problems. Throughout history, it was used as a cover for criminal activities and has been banned several times. In addition, racist depictions of people of colour were commonplace. In modern mummering practices, these have thankfully been firmly removed, and I won't dwell on them here because this is supposed to be a holiday episode. Mummering had mostly died out of common practice by the First World War, but has seen something of a revival in certain parts of the UK and Canada. In Sussex, they still put on a mummer's play on Boxing Day and New Year's, and there is an annual mummer's festival in Newfoundland and Labrador that began in 2009. Aside from the revivals, mummering has inspired modern forms of performance such as pantomime and folk bands. So the humour and community spirit of the mummers, far from disappearing, has grown and developed with modern society. It's baked into the festive feelings of winter celebrations. But if you want to catch a glimpse of these festive ancestors, then you can still find them going from door to door and causing a ruckus. Thank you so much for listening. If you would like to suggest or submit a short story or a subject that you'd like us to cover, then contact us through our Facebook page or Twitter and subscribe if you would like to hear more. This has been a Yorick Radio production.